review from last week, for those of you who wasn't here, um, for the part one of spiritual warfare. And if you want the, the CDs, just let us know and we can get those CDs out to you. Um, spiritual warfare is the Christian concept of fighting against the works of evil forces. It is based on a it is based on the biblical beliefs in evil spirits or demons that are said to invade in human affairs in various ways. And we all know that we are in the middle of a battlefield. And if you just turn on the news, you'll see what's going on. Um, what was it? Maybe a couple of weeks ago, I saw on the news a teenager was getting off the bus and he was gunned down. And there was and just recently the New Zealand shooting, which affected a lot of people. And that's uh, with our prayer time yesterday. We went and we prayed and believed God that they, you know, the people that were infected by the mass shootings. You know, we've been having mass shootings periodically everywhere. You know, remember the one last year, Stoneman Douglas. There was another one um, in Texas at a church at the end of service. The lady was leaving. He gunned her down and went inside and shot more people. And we know all we all know about the Vegas shooting. And even right here, that hit us at home, there was a shooting in landings. So I hear people talking about it, but what are they doing about gun control? The problem is with gun control, people are always gonna find to get guns where the black market. That's where it has that's where it needs to start. They need to start there first. If they can start there first and then just work their way up then we can probably can get control of the gun control. And Ephesians, our focal scripture is Ephesians chapter number 6, starting from verse 12. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version. And it says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high places. So we all know that we're in a spiritual warfare. You know, people are going to attack you for no reason. And like I, um, last week, I mentioned that, I mentioned that um, when we were starting this church, when God put on his heart to go ahead and, and, and launch Amen. Always church. We was attacked before we launched and we was attacked after we launched. So that comes with being a pastor that comes with it. That comes with a job. So I was already prepared for that. You know, I heard other stories from other pastors, how people was attacking them. One of one pastor I know in South Florida, he said they used to come home and people used to hide in their bushes at their house. So they had to upgrade their security system and I don't understand that because we have to now we have to upgrade our security system, you know, different things, different things that we need to take in consideration. You know, whenever I go outside, I'm I'm it's just as me. I'm I'm constantly I'm doing I'm doing like this. I'm doing like this. Even when I go to the grocery store, I'm look I'm doing like them like, oh, is somebody following me to my car or what? You know. Um that's I get on the defensive because if somebody's following me, okay, oh, they're going to their car. That's fine. You know, 
even when I'm coming home, it's like you never take the same direction. You always change directions. I'd rather for you to be safe than to be harmed. So if you want to take another direction, that's fine. Oh, that's an extra five minutes. I'd rather for you to be safe. Just take the extra five minutes. Just be cautious. You know, certain things um, I wouldn't suggest. You know, single ladies, don't get gas in the middle of the night. You know, try and get that like during the daytime or early in the morning or something like that. But we all understand that the spiritual attacks, the spiritual warfare, it is nothing but the trick of the enemy. That's so, that's so he can throw us off course. That's so that, you know, he, want us, he don't want us to be focused on what God called us to do or what God is telling us to do. As soon as you accept the call, as soon as you start telling what, as soon as God, you start doing what God is telling you to do, guess what? Attacks are going to come. Attacks gonna, people are going to attack you at work. They're going to attack you at church. You're going to have family members that's going to attack you. And all of this is because they're jealous because of what God is doing in your life. Oh, I see how God is blessing him and her. Okay, well, don't get jealous and mad at me. Come and find out what, is, what, are, you, well, what are you doing? Well, God told me to do this. That's why I got the four-bedroom house. God told me to do this. That's why they promoted me on the job. All these spiritual attacks are nothing but the trick of the enemy. And, you know, that's, that's something that we must be uh, ready for. So now we're going to go into part two of spiritual warfare. And we're going to be talking about the armor of God. Because, see, you need to be armed and ready. When you go out in the battle, you cannot go out unprepared. When you, when someone enlists into the army or the navy or the air force or the marines, what they have to do first, they have to go through boot camp, and that boot camp is six to eight weeks. So they are getting, they are getting male or female ready for battle. So uh, we are in the army of God. So we have to be ready for battle. We have to put on our armor when we go out into the battlefield because we understand that if we're not armed, guess what? There's a possibility, oh, yes, you might get knocked down. So what are you, you, you going to stay down or are you going to get up, dust yourself off and say, okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to keep going no matter what. I'm going to keep going. So, let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6, starting from verse number, I read that one. Uh, Let's go down to verse number 13. Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about the truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith ye may be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have to put on our armor. We have to be armed when we go into battle. We have to get the breastplate of righteousness. So you got that breastplate of righteousness on. And also, you must have your feet shod 
with the preparation of the gospel. So in other words, I got my feet planted in the ground. So if somebody hits me, I, will, I won't be, uh, okay, good. Oh, you didn't move? No, I didn't move. Come on, bring it on. I got God on my side. Who you have? So we're going to have to, um, we got to make sure that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith we may be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation. So you got that shield, so you got fiery darts coming at you. We all seen Black Panther. We all seen Black, when, he had this, when, a, when, a, when a lady had the shield, they was throwing fiery darts, and she would put up her shield, and what happens? She didn't get affected. The fiery darts, boom, they left. So that's, that's one thing we have to learn. We take the helmet of salvation. So you cannot go into battle without a helmet. You need some protection. You got to protect your head. You got to protect this. That's the breastplate of righteousness. You got, your, you got your helmet of salvation. And also the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This here is going to help you. You're going to, you're going to experience some things in spiritual warfare. You're going to have to be, go before God. You're going to have to get in your prayer closet, and you're going to have to pray. Some things you can deal with face-to-face, but other things you're going to have to take to God in prayer and let God take care of it because we, you can't do this on your own. Trust me, I tried to do certain things on myself, by myself, and it didn't work. I said, okay, why didn't it work? Because I was trying to do it in my own strength. You cannot do this in your own strength. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. You cast all your cares upon the Lord. Let God take care of it. Don't ever try to do anything on your own. Because nine times out of ten, it'll never work. And God is saying, listen, I'm here for you. If you would just listen to what I'm telling you to do, Everything will be all right. So even when people are, are in the process of getting a house, God is saying, okay, listen, this is what I need you to do. I need you to pull your credit report. You need to go and see, take steps, pay off the, pay off the smallest amount, and then, you know, don't worry about it. I will, I will negotiate the rest for you. You say you, say you owe 980 you call the people say, listen, I have 800. We'll take it. Close the account. You know, we cannot fight this battle alone. Every time you walk out that door, at, at, every time you walk out of your house, you are, you are in the midst of a battlefield. We've seen on the news, kids playing in the playground, shots fired. Kids playing in their front yard, shots fired. For no apparent reason. We're like, what's going on? We don't know. Shots fired, and they're trying to find the person. They're trying to find the car. By the time they find the car, they done, it's already at a chop shop. Them chopped up, and they don't sold the parts. So, you know, we have to make sure that every time we walk out our door, we are prepared for battle. You have kids. You need to pray. You need to lay hands on your kids. Because when you come home for work, you want to see your child. You don't want to get a phone call saying, okay, your child is in critical condition. You in critical condition. You need to get to the hospital like now. So that's why we need to pray. We need to lay hands on our kids. Even, even if your grandkids, if your or your your son or daughter are not saved, and every time they come over your house, you say, Oh yeah, hey, how you doing? I'll take care of them for you. 
pray over them before you send them back home to their parents. You know, and, um, and all day, every day, an invisible war ranges around you unseen, unheard, yet felt throughout every aspect of your life. A devoted, devilish enemy seeks to wreak havoc on everything that matters to you, your heart, your mind, your marriage, your children, your relationship, your dreams, and your destiny. But his battle plan depends on catching you unaware and unarmed. We have to be armed at all times. You have to know the word of God for yourself. You can, people are going to come to you and they're going to say something and like, oh, yeah, the word of God says this. You're like, well, wait a minute. I don't, I don't recall that in the word of God. So that's why you have to know the word of God for yourself. That's why you have to. That's why you need to discern in the spirit. So a lot of times, a lot of times I can sit there and talk to you for about a couple of minutes. and like, OK, something about this person is not right. I just it's just like I picked it up in my spirit. There's something about this male or female. It's just not right. And I experienced that twice already, twice already. Something about this person is, is you kind of pick it up in your spirit. You know, if you try to be pushed around and caught with your guard down, the enemy always fails miserably when he meets a woman dressed for the occasion. The armor of God more than is, is a biblical description of the believer's inventory in an action plan to put it on and develop a personalized strategy to secure victory. You know, that's why you got the armor. You want to become victorious in every situation. It's going to be tough. You might get frustrated. You're going to get upset. And whenever God starts to bless you, things will start to happen. You're trying to figure out, okay, why is this person at work tripping? What's going on? You get a phone call from school. Well, your, your daughter been acting up and that, we got her in the office or your son in the office. Like, okay. You're like, okay, now I see what's going on. That means God is getting ready to bless me. I got a blessing somewhere around the corner. So come on, come on, get in the car. Let's go. I'll deal with you later. I'll deal with you later. But now I'm going to keep my focus on what God has called me to do. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop reading the word. I'm not going to stop going to church. I've seen people when they go through, when they're in the middle of battle with, in spiritual warfare, I don't see them. I said, well, where's so-and-so? I look around, where's so-and-so? I don't know. I don't see so-and-so. And then seven months later, I see him and his wife. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see he going through. He dropped 50 pounds. You may lose your appetite for a certain period of time for eating. But never, ever lose your appetite to read the word of God. But this is going to help you. This is going to see you through every situation. You never, ever want to stop reading the word of God. Because this here, this is your security to victory. This is how you secure victory. When people stop reading the word, this, you know, I don't understand it. You know, and I remember 
with everything that's going on in schools, everything that's going on in schools now, when I was in high school, I had a prayer group. We met every morning before we went to class. From the time I graduated until the time I got married, they took prayer out of school. And I was like, you know, that was a bad mistake. So now they're trying to bring prayer back to school. And even now in the Tallahassee, they're trying to incorporate a Bible class in public school. It's not required, but if they want, the kids want to go to that class, which is good. So not, all, not only we in a spiritual warfare, what's, what's going on with our community, we're also in a spiritual warfare with what the state is doing. They're talking about changing the gun. They're talking about changing the gun laws. Okay, you can change them all you want to. But the problem is, where are they getting the guns from, and where are where are they coming from? I got a pretty good idea where more, where most of the guns are coming from. You know, they might be coming from Colombia. Who knows? Colombia is, is known for bringing uh, guns in, and even Mexico but known for bringing guns in. So we have to be prepared for battle at any time. At any time, we got to be prepared for battle. When you're going to work, you're going to the grocery store, for you ladies, the mall. You know, even, even for me, when I'm, out, even when I'm out running errands and stuff, you know, we have to be prepared for battle, you know, and preparation is the action or process making ready or being made ready for use for anything. And one another point I want to get to is when it hurts anyway, you know, it's going to hurt. You're going to experience some hurt. Me and me and my wife, we experienced some hurt. But. I didn't let it get me down. I said, yes, I was hurt, but I'm going to continue to go forward. You know, and hurt, you know, this is something that, you know, we all going to go through. You're going to be hurt. So what are you going to do? You're going to just stand there and, okay, okay, I've been hurt. So what's next? So then the next person hurts you. So then what are you going to do? You know, you're like, okay, all right, I've been hurt twice. I'm not going to be hurt again. And we all know that, we all know that at some point in our lives that we was hurt in a past relationship that we was in. And that's why um, I'm very cautious and I'm all, I always have my guard up. I don't let my guard down. You cannot let your guard down. You say, okay, listen. Now, I say, oh yeah, I see what this person is all about. So, hey, I see you, I see you around the way. I'll send you around the way. You know, that's, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to stand here and lie to you. It, it's, it, in spiritual warfare, yes, it's going to hurt. You're going to get tired. You're going to get a little frustrated. You're going to get a little stressed out. Okay, that's part of the spiritual warfare. But you got to remember, you got to remember there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So you're like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be victorious in the end. I'm going to be victorious in the end. Even though I'm walking through this valley of shadow of death, even though I'm, yes, I'm walking through this valley, I fear no evil. 
I know God is with me. I'm going to continue to walk. I may stumble. I may fall. At some point, I may crawl. But when I get up, I'm going to be victorious. I'm not going to let the enemy, I'm not going to let him stop me from doing what God has called me to do. I'm going to continue to press towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. I'm going to press. I'm not going to stop. God doesn't want you to stop. He's like, hey, listen, I want you to continue because I'm, set, I'm setting something up. So at the end of this, I got something for you. I got a big blessing for you. It may not be money. It may not be a house. It, may, it could be something else that God is doing. And you know, we all know that God is going to open up doors for us. One door may close, but then again, you may have two or three other doors open for you. And now you can say, okay, God, you open up three doors. So I know this is not the price is right. So what door do you want me to walk through? And the very door, the very, the door that God asks to say, listen, I want you to walk through door number two because there is a blessing for you when you open up that door, when you open up door number two. And this, and this is, 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 is really good. It's really good. Um, and this you'll greatly rejoice through for a little while. <clears throat> you may not suffer grief at all kinds of trials. These, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold is, is, is greater than gold. It is so greater than gold. And First Peter... Chapter 1, verse number 6. Wherein you greatly rejoice through row, through now, for a season, if need be. Ye are in the heaviness through man, manfold, manfold uh, temptations. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold. That is what it is, is, is more precious than gold. Your faith is more precious than gold. And this is part, you know, this is spiritual warfare. This is the armor of God. So you have to be armed. You have to be ready to go into battle at any time. You know, we, we all, we all, um, we lose a loved one. It's not easy. It's not a field of battle, but with that in that situation, somebody got to be strong to help to, to minister to the family. And it may be difficult, but you have to minister to the family and something like that. And and God is 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 so good in everything that He does. He's so good. He is really really good. And who are we? So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. God blessed them so that to them be fruitful and increase the number, fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and over everything that, every living creature that moves upon, moves on the ground. 
We all know that the enemy, he is nothing. He's a master manipulator in everything that he does. He's a manipulator. He's, he, he masterminds murderers. He, mastermind, he masterminds a lot of things that we see every day. And every time I see a shooting, my heart goes out to the families because they, were, they weren't expecting this. And in spiritual warfare, we have to continue to pray. We have to continue to stand on the word of God. No matter what goes on, we have to stand on the word of God at all times. At all times, we must stand on the word of God because we battle the flesh, the world, and the, and the devil. Flesh is the internal enemy that causes fights, wars, lust, murders, and can even corrupt our prayers. It is sinful potential for doing evil that we inherited from the fall of man. And first, uh, James chapter four, uh, chapter chapter four, starting from verse number one. Where do wars and fights come from? From among you? Do they not come from your desires or pleasures of the war in your members? You lust do not you lust and do not have. You you murders and convict and cannot obtain. The fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not axe. Verse number three. You ask and you do not receive because you ask and do amiss that you may spend it in our pleasures. So you cannot let the flesh tell you what to do. You have to tell the flesh what we're going to do. And there was, there was times where um, when I was going to get something to eat, and the flesh say, oh, yeah, you need that. And the spirits say, spirits rise up, say, nah, you don't need that. And I say, okay, good, I don't need it. I keep going. You cannot let the flesh talk to you. Because the flesh will always steal you wrong in certain things, in certain situations. It would always steal you wrong. And we have to... We have to do this. James chapter 4, uh, starting from verse number 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. We have to resist the devil in the spiritual warfare. We have to resist him. Because... He's going to try and do some things that God has not called us to do or told us to do. So you're going to resist the devil. And you got to know when is the devil talking to you because God will never steal you wrong. The enemy will always try and do some things that will not benefit you but will hurt you in the end. So we have to Resist the devil. We have to draw nigh to God. Because once we draw nigh to God, 
he'll draw nigh to us as well. And we also, we have to remember, we have to humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So we got to be in certain, in certain situations, you know, you want to be humble. You got to be humble. You got to be humble in the sight of God because that's, what's really, that's, that's another thing that's going to carry you through the spiritual warfare. You got to be humble. You got to be you're like, you know, at some points, you know, you want to knock this person down. I know I've been there. Work with a person. I just wanted to knock flat on their feet, but I had to be humble. I like, you know what? Let me just go in this direction. You go in that direction. And that was it. You got to be humble. And another thing we have to do, we have to wait on God. Just like when you applying for a job, you apply for like five jobs and you have to wait to see which one is going to give you a call back, we have to wait on God. It may be a little frustrating, but the more you wait, the better the results are going to be in in the end. There's going to be some, re- there's going to be some really good results when you, when you wait on God. I don't know about you, but I become irate when I must wait and I'm telling you, I, I do too when I'm running errands and the person that's supposed to be, you know, doing the checkout is running around doing other stuff and then, then the line started to build up I'm like, listen, I get irate, I get a little upset, but I keep my peace, I remain humble and I say, okay, they're coming. It's at, it's at the time I realize just how low my patience level is. As a child of God, is sometimes become even more frustrating when we must wait for something we have been praying for because God the Father has tremendous patience and his characteristics has his characteristics he wants each of us to develop. So God wants us to develop waiting. At a traffic light, you got to wait till the traffic signal trains before you can go. You know, you're in a grocery store. You have to wait your turn because you're trying to get in and get out. But you still have to wait no matter what. You still got to wait. Waiting can be our friend or it can be our foe. It can be positive or negative. It can be Joyous, or it can be full of sorrow. Unfortunately, the choice is yours. Isaiah chapter number 40, verse number 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is spiritual warfare. We're going to have to wait on God on certain things. Certain things that, you know, me and my wife, we, you know, certain things that we've been praying for and believing God for, we got to wait. It doesn't matter how long the wait is. 
But we all know that we're going to be victorious in the end because we're waiting. Spiritual warfare is, is something that a lot of pastors go through. A lot of church members go through. At some point, you're going to go through it. Sometimes you're going to be in one and you don't even realize that you're in a spiritual warfare until you're like in the middle of it, of a spiritual warfare. Oh, I'm in a spiritual warfare. Oh, thank Okay, all right. Okay, God, what you want me to do? What you want me to do? Your first line of defense is prayer. That's your first line of defense is prayer. You're going to have to go and you, you need to get before God. You need to pray. And anyone that is negative, those are the ones that you might have to cut ties with or you might have to say, okay, you know what, I'll see them right away because right now I'm in a spiritual warfare. I need people that's going to pray with me, that's going to stand in the gap with me. Those are the people I need. I know you people that's going to encourage me no matter what I'm going through. I'm going to need someone that's going to encourage me. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be a neighbor. It could be a church member. It can even be your pastor. But you need someone. We all need somebody at some time. So we need somebody or that's going to pray with us, that's going to stand in the gap with us, that's going to encourage us, and that's not going to put us down. You need that positive person in your life no matter what. And I thank God that, that God has connected me and Pastor Frieda with different pastors throughout the Vol County. And some of them say, hey, call me. That's fine. We got some of them that will pray with us, that's going to stand in the gap and believe in God for what God has called us to do with Amen Always Church. And I'm done. Did you get anything from that today? Praise the Lord. And God is so good. Um, this spiritual warfare is real. It's not a joke. It's not a fact. I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> it's not fiction. You know, when we was in school, you had fiction, which was what was no? Was it nonfiction that wasn't real or something like that? I forget which one it was. I, I sometimes I get them mixed up. So this is real. No, the enemy is real. We all know that. The devil is. <laughs> we know he's real. We 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 seen it on the news. We've seen it. We have seen it on the news, and we also experienced it at some point in our life. Because he is real. But the greater one lives inside of me. Hallelujah. See, God created me, not the devil. God can bless me, not the enemy. But we all know that the enemy, he comes in all shapes, forms, fashions. He comes. He comes. He comes seeking. He's like, okay, good. I want to get this person. How can I get this person? And you, if you're that strong person in your household, you're that prayer warrior in your household, he's going to try and come at you. But then he's going he's to use his strategy. Okay, I can't get to her. That's a prayer warrior. Whew. That's out. X, scratch her off the list or scratch him off the list. So now he's going to try and get to some loved ones. 
in your household or even outside the household. So that's why uh, I used to hear a praying grandmother. A praying grandmother basically kept the, the house, kept everything together. Just like, uh, what was that movie? Soul Food. Soul Food. Just like she, like the grandma, she kept, she kept the house together. But as soon as she passed, the house fell apart. But that's why when you're when you that strong person in the household, you that prayer warrior, your first line of defense is prayer. Your second line of defense is keep that enemy out of your house. Because you don't want them in. Because if you give the enemy one inch, he's going to take a whole mile. And he's going to wreak havoc on everything that you have. So now you're like, okay, now, okay. How did this get in my house? Where, where did it like, No, how does now I got to go in my prayer closet. I got to go before God and get this thing out of my house. Because you want to come home to a peaceful house. You don't want to come home to chaos. I, my wife will tell you, I don't, I don't like to come home to chaos. I like a peaceful house. You know, that's why some family members I just don't deal with. But I still pray for them. I still love them. I still love them. You know, but some of them, I, and that's in every family. That's in every family around the world. You can't tell me. You can't tell me. I know there's some family members that you like, you know, when you see them, like, oh, Lord, give me strength. Father, give me strength. Give me strength. Lord, give me strength. Give me strength. I don't want to put my throat, my hands around their throat. Give me strength. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me strength. Give me strength. You know, it's, it's the certain ones that's always looking or asking for something. And you already know, like, oh, Lord. I was hoping not to see this person at the family reunion, but he or she is here. So I'll go say hi to them, and that's it. And <laughs> going to somebody else. So spiritual warfare, it is real. This thing is real. And I can tell you one thing. If you continue to trust God, God, I mean, you're going to be victorious in the end. That's why we have to pray, and that's why, and this what I, this was, this, I, I was told this back in high school. I was told about this back in high school. You need to know the word of God for yourself. I can't teach it to you. You have to go in the word of God. There are different translations. If you don't understand the King James, they have the New King James. They have the Amplified. They have the Living. They have these different versions of the Bible that can break it down to where you can understand it. And if you want a better understanding of it, just ask God. He will, he will, give you the, he will reveal things to you about that scripture. Okay, this is what you need to know because this person is this. Okay, now thank you for opening my eyes to see that. You know, that's why we have to know the word of God for ourselves because it's going to be a tremendous blessing to you and you're going to receive good results in the end. And I'm going to say in the spiritual warfare, do not sow bad seed at all because you sow bad seed, you're going to reap it. So that's why it's important that we sow good seed. Even with the spiritual warfare that me and my wife are going through, 
We're going to continue to sow good seed. We're going to continue to sow good seed. And it's, all, it's on our hearts to do that. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the word that has gone forth today. Did you get something from that? Amen. Amen. Babe, you got your, got your water. Did you get something from that? Amen. At this time, if you don't know the Lord, I believe we're in a believer's meeting, but just let me do a fact check. <laughs> if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, would you slip your hand up so that we can pray with you? Um, maybe you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Or perhaps you um, are interested in becoming a member of Amen Always Church or learning more about the church or um, coming out to um, our growth track and finding out what it is about, how to connect with Amen Always Church. Would you slip your hand up at this time? This time, would you... Um, or if you need individual prayer, would you slip your hand up at this time? Okay, great. All right. So if you will stand with us, please. <laughs> 